It's another week and another conversation with me and Johnny on Talk About That. It is. Yeah. It, we, it, it happens every week. I don't know why we act like we're surprised. Well, it didn't happen last week. Well, that's true. Me and Laura had a conversation last week. And to be quite honest with you, I think it was better. Did you talk trash about me? <laughs> Who needs a little, them? A little bit. A little bit. I said you were selfish for going on vacation. Oh. So, but it was all it was all in jest. Then we, you, if you, you, you got to listen through to the end. I'll know if you listened or not, because there's some things I said at the end you might be interested in about you. Really? Yeah. Okay. Go so, looking for those little Easter eggs. Now you're going to skip all the middle. <laughs> yeah. I want to f- hear the goodness and... Well, if it makes you feel any better, I got sunburn on the top of my feet. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, it's peeling now. Oh, no. Yeah. Do, were you like sitting under a uh, umbrella or something? Who and, I, and, the, and the sun creeps in, you know? Dude. Do you ever watch that? You've never seen uh, inter- Interview with the Vampire? Um, Tom Cruise? There's a scene where uh, this woman's a vampire and she's got her little child and they sentence her to die because she's a vampire and they put her in this little tower mm-hmm. and so she's sitting there everything's fine but then the sun starts coming in over the top of the and as she, the sun comes in she turns that's what happens when you're under the umbrella the sun creeps in and i guess my feet were just it was a dark reference it was but if you've seen that movie it's a pretty popular movie tom cruise i may have seen it i don't know i don't really do a lot of vampire things <sighs> i thought that to- i'm better than it i just don't it just doesn't come up a lot in my life why do you hate vampires um, what is it? What did a vampire ever do to you, John? <laughs> <laughs> so I went to our friends. They when they lived in Florida, Matt Linnea's house down in Tampa, right? And went outside, and and it was like a really cool breezy day on the yeah. beach, you know. And I did that too. I fried my feet, but yeah, I then you got to put a shoe on it. And that's the hard part. It's the worst, man. Oh, and I didn't. Man. But see, I didn't know it. It was. It felt so nice. I didn't know it mm-hmm. until I got in the shower that night. We were going to dinner. And I was like, "Oh, that kind of burns." And by the time I came out of the shower, lobster. It time. looks like I had you know, yeah, strapped lobsters to my feet. Which that's which, what, that's what <laughs> killed Dad. <laughs> It's, uh, <laughs> it's a horrible way to die. It's a terrible wrestling gimmick. I don't know why he did it. He was like, I'm lobster man. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, and it is the worst. And you feel like you drag the whole vacation down then for everyone else. Right. Know? Like you have to fake it now. You know. Well, I stayed in one whole day because wow. I was like, I just need, I don't want to go do this anymore. Because wow. you can just put more sunscreen on and go back out there. But then so you're your like, wife had to suffer because of your stupidity, well, which is true probably every I day. Was, I was inside and she was outside. You could make an argument that that was, I did her a solid. Right, that she was suffering. She, you are truly an endorsement. I got a book for you. Do you? I do. It's a, Shameless plug. It is a silver award winning book. <laughs> I've seen the medal. I'm just hanging right over there. <laughs> Yeah, no, the the sunburn of the feet. So it's peeling now. Is it itching like crazy? It itched for a while, and now it's it's settling in. It's just it's red. Can you really tell the difference between the itching you already have in your feet? That's what I'm saying. Like right. what the what peeling right. is different. <laughs> like which is the fungus? Which is the? <laughs> I don't know. That got it got gross. Sunburn. Remember as a kid, you'd try to get it to all come off in one sheet. Remember the satisfaction yeah. of getting the sunburn peel. Yeah. Now I have hairy arms and stuff, so you, you're not going to get the good peel. But when you're a kid, it's just like, right? Oh, it came off in a. Yeah. It's like the lint on the towels when you do a load of towels. Oh yeah. How satisfying is that lint? Yeah. You save not, it. Not as much as you're acting like. To be honest with you, <laughs> John's like, I don't, I don't do laundry. I think. <laughs> oh, I, I told do. you, I got a wife. Oh, I do laundry. I'm just playing. I know you do laundry. Speaking of laundry. So uh, I went to dirty camp. laundry. Tell me the <laughs> tell me all the tea. I'll tell you all about the stuff that happened. So I went to camp with Sadie, 
yeah. uh, this this uh, week. Yeah. And uh, up in Kentucky, like Katie's, Kentucky. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce that? Katie's? C-A-D-I-Z. Cadiz. We need a listener from that. Uh, Cadiz. Cadiz, mate. I don't know why it sounded. Cadiz. Gesundheit. It's very. No. Well, you've, so been, a... you've been there. Have you ever performed there? No. Oh, well. I've been past there many times. You've been past. On the way to other things. You and I have driven past there many times. Yeah. We've been to Indiana and Kentucky and Ohio a bunch when I travel with you. One day we're going to go somewhere cool for a comedy show. You're going to go with me, but you're not going to go with me anymore, let's be honest. You're a famous author now. That's a bald-faced lie. You don't. Is it bald-faced or bald-faced? A bald-faced is like a guy who shaved. He shaved and then lied to you. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm suspicious. This guy. Everybody knows if you have a beard, you're trustworthy. (laughs) That's right. This is a bald-faced lie. (laughs) Is it bald-faced? Is it one of those where... You said it wrong for so, for so long, long that both are now in the language. Yeah, and, and, and there's a lot of things I look it up. It's like that. Well, bold I, faced. I've heard people say ball faced. Ball faced. That doesn't make any sense. All right, bold faced and I'm looking it up. Bold faced or bald faced. Bold faced lie came up, and but bald faced. Okay, here's the question: Is it bald faced? In instead, okay, the idiom or lie. Okay, wow, that's yeah. not. Hold on. We do know they're they're. It's going to be a long explanation, guys. I'm sorry, nothing. but it's we're spinning so, our wheels. We're really, losing. it was a Ben Carson controversy because I suppose he said it. Oh uh, no, not another Ben Carson! Oh my gosh, how many controversies? What did he say? I don't know, but this is not the article I want on internet. Boldface makes know. the most sense because it would be like in writing, you know, like you're a, saying. Okay, that, here we go. A bald faced lie or bare faced as bare-faced. it's often That's called what in I've England. B a r e b a r e means. Not like One, a lie, not like a bear, bear who lies to you. A bear face lie. I won't eat you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he seems like a good dude, and then he just rips you apart. Means one that is undisguised and clearly untrue. Okay. A bold face lie, on the other hand, is one that is imprudent or yeah. disrespectful. Many lies would fall under both categories. They're, so it's saying that it's the same thing. But no, no, no. Sorry, they're different things. But they're both they're both their own things. Both, both acceptable. Wow. I think that that's not true, and they just have, we've made room for the yes. wrong usage. Yes, we did not want to admit our Like mistakes. Boom and Boone and all the other million examples of that. But yeah, um, barefaced, barefaced, uh, and bare. barefaced, bold faced, bald faced. I want to bring back, I, see, I don't know if you know this, I told you before, Siri on my phone is a British dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've had it that way now for about five years. So literally, it is second nature to me that when I call, because now, by the way, in Tennessee, we just passed a law that you cannot have a phone in yeah, your hand no, while you're driving. It's a whole so, thing. so you have to use, you know, hands free. So Sadie, everybody in my life is just used to it, and mm-hmm. so like, and the best one is my mom. It will not, it will not recognize. Oh, mom, the word, say mom. The word mom. Right. It won't do it. You have to write it M U M. Call mom. So I'll be like, Hey, Sadie, you uh, want milkshake? And I'll like, Hold on, let me call your nanny. Cool mum. And I have, have to, to I have to say it like that or it won't recognize me. Yeah. I have to speak in a British accent. And I don't know why it's been so funny to me to do that, <laughs> but it's it's just caused me to, to drive down the road. So I I'm, I would be fine saying bareface is all I'm saying. Because I, I kinda the, jive with a British accent. I wonder if the South is to blame for like bold faced, bald faced because we get a lot of heat for like butchering colloquialisms. Right. And animals too. 
Right. And right. bears' faces, which are hanging on our walls now. You had to say colloquialism. Just <laughs> I wanted to say it right the first time just to make you feel that. <laughs> so I had this thought the other My day. My wife was like, could you just say expression? Like anything. The South gets a bad rap, but I will say this about the South, and I said this on stage the other night, too. Here's one of the things, how you know you're a Southerner, that people don't think about a lot. Here's one. When the crud is a medical diagnosis. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> if, a doctor's, if a doctor's ever said to you, I'm so sorry, Mrs. Wilson, your daughter's got the crud. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Tell me it's not the creeping crud. <laughs> Anything but that. I wonder what, a, I really do wonder what a northerner would think. The croup. They would say, does he oh, mean the, the croup? croup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, in the South, too, flu can mean yeah. anything. Well, he's got the stomach flu. Well, there's really no such thing. This influenza is an upper respiratory thing. Right. There's no such thing as a stomach flu. Influenza sounds like a sports car, too. Don't you know? You know oh, yeah. New from Acura. I got the new 2019 influenza. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a, a hot car. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, but, the, but stomach flu, like my wife, the nurse, that yeah. always she's like, why do people call it that? It's not really the flu. Right. Like, I suppose you get sick enough from the stomach, flu. It's a stomach virus if you have it in or your stomach. Or we say stomach bug. Do they say, say bug up north? I think they... I don't know. I like when people say, it's going around. It's always going around. Right. That's what humans do. We it's, pass diseases to each other and then we die of right. one of it's, them. It's an airborne pathogen. So if you're breathing, it's, it's always, going around. When is it not? Be, man, this has been a great year. Nothing's Nothing going around. It's not going around. It's stopped. <laughs> Everyone's healthy. Yeah. Yeah, but I agree. I do I do feel like, though, as our, I, I don't know, when you have kids, especially, yeah. you're, you're, you're more hyper. You're more aware of what's going on. Aware, hyper vigilant. Well, it's like, like the teachers don't, like when you first start teaching, don't you catch everything the first year or whatever oh, that's yeah. the thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And nurses, too. You know, you just got to build up that uh, immunity. You know, that's is that is that real though? I don't Building know. up your immunity. You, they do say you get sick less after a couple of years. Well, we did it. notice that on missions trips that these little Bolivian kids were drinking the water. I mean, or we were in Panama, they're drinking the water right out of the river, and right. they're no. And then maybe they have parasites. They do, but it's like they didn't. We were getting like violently ill moments after. Oh, violently ill. So yeah. Either way, it's not good that the kids would have it. I'm not suggesting that it's like, well, they're fine. I don't know that, but you don't know. It yeah. was odd. That's why we were going was to help them. I'm sorry. Wow. I let you, you thought down. they were fine. I let you down. Kids. Like, yeah, they look good to me. I'm gonna stop giving every. Did month. we ever talk about you know on that Panama trip that Jason Henry who was with us the first day we're carrying sheet metal for this roof slice of this school. his leg open like a piece and of like we're carrying it in a row we're carrying it in a row like everybody's got their hand on one edge of this Pretty we're walking with it all in a row. and then one of us stopped or somebody up front stopped it was like the momentum of the uh, back of us and it came through like a guillotine and sliced the meat on his calf yeah, muscle man. and i remember he's the doctor he was the doctor he was brought to be the doctor on the wait, trip wait, you want to say what he officially is he's a phys- <laughs> he's a physician's assistant <laughs> <laughs> Which is hard to well, say. Once I did a video with Johnny, it's the only time I never heard him pronounce something correctly. He's like, you know, our local, our local Dr. Jason, he's a physician's assistant. Physician's assistant. He's a physician's assistant. He's had like three, four times. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Sounds like I'm starting a Mazda. <laughs> <laughs> Just start, Ooh, it's flooded. It's flooded. Get in there and hit the pedal on the influenza. No, yeah. I, it, was, it just made me happy because you always get your words I right. Know. So I magician's assistant's hard, too. Magician's assistant. I'm going to ask my magician's assistant to come to the stage. <laughs> And if something goes wrong with the swords, then you need a physician's assistant to help. No, so, but anyway, he cuts. And I remember the funny, I mean, not funny because it was a terrible time, but the funny part was to somebody who likes dark stuff like this. 
we had brought like the staple gun, if it, like the nightmare scenario that you need a staple gun to close a yeah. wound this big. And they, we used all the staples the first day on the doctor who was there. It was just such an interesting, like, yeah. and he had to show his brother how to do it. Justin yeah. was with yeah, us. Yeah, he was showing him so how he's to like do guiding it. him, yeah. watching him staple his leg back together. And he was laughing, too. He's yeah. like, you know, well, of course, he's a, he's a soldier and tough guy. And right. you realize a, how, I mean, I'm fairly I tough. I wouldn't know that wouldn't have gone but well. But I don't want you stapling up my flesh. I wouldn't want to watch it. No. no. I mean, right now, I'd probably watch it at this age, but... I don't know. Back then, no. It was just a baby, Johnny. But you remember, though, we baptized him. It was when he got baptized in that river. Not a good idea. No, we wrapped like a bread bag around we it. We did. We wrapped something around it, and it got severely infected when it, he got He home. got, yeah. yeah he it, got it, MRSA and FERSA and uh, FICA. <laughs> whatever the, I don't know all of them. Formica. <laughs> yeah. It wrapped, his leg turned into a countertop. <laughs> it was strange. That's, man, that's brutal. But I went to camp, though. Yes. As, as obviously we just wow, segue right back into it. was a nice it. rabbit yeah. trail we took. <laughs> Thank you, listener. You've been with us for 10 minutes. I'm weaving into yeah. a guardrail right now. <laughs> Went to camp uh, up in Kentucky. Katie's, that's how we got here. Yes. Uh, uh, which sounds like Hades, the way I'm saying it. Well, and it was hot, probably. Yeah. It makes, reminds me of that. It's a weird place for a Christian camp. Come on up to Hades. Come on up to Hades, Kentucky. Uh, it was awesome. It was great. And so we took, we kind of like, it was kind of like a... Um, reconnaissance type mission yeah. for us because we stopped taking our younger kids to right. overnight camps because they all cried you know and we started doing day camps they get so, homesick yeah so i decided this year i was telling and so our you know i talked to our children's pastor and sadie really wanted to go because they have a, they have a lake it's on a lake a huge lake and then they have a rec lake a recreational a separate lake. lake yeah their own and it's like dude water slides coming down the side of the mountain they got little uh like floating stations where all the lifeguards are they got all those um inflatables that you climb up like a rock wall and jump off of floating (sighs) trampolines like this whole like water park out there so much better today so much better would have been like look a stick floating wait (laughs) that's not a stick you know anyway uh and so yeah and so they have on the other end of the lake the blob you know what a blob is oh of course yeah and so Sadie did not do the. She went last year with another church. With she Sadie, wouldn't do the blob and last she year. She didn't do the blob. So that since she got home last year, it was like, Daddy, you got to come to camp and do the blob with me. Right. And so. Did she want you to jump off and she propel did. her? So I've been planning this with Sadie for a year. You're not big enough, though, to really launch her, were you? Uh, the limit is you got to be 100 pounds, less than 100 pounds heavier than the person you're launching. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So they won't let somebody just a huge so, like, guy do she's it. She's like. Yeah, and so I think I'm 75 pounds heavier than her. Okay. So it would it probably would have been a decent launch. There would have been waivers if I was to jump. They'd have been like, <laughs> sir, come with us. We need a notary. <laughs> so I'd hear, hear, and hear. Raise your right hand. Um, but you, <laughs> Press hard. You're making six copies. The goldenrod color is yours. Would you swear on this Bible? Uh, why am I taking an oath? Anyway, uh so we played and did it, and she was nervous, I could tell. Yeah, of course. And so I'm glad this is coming out after I preach We Sunday. don't know how you're going to land. It flips you like hither and oh. thither. You could land on your head. People go just, fl- they, they go spinning, you know. Yeah. And so and it's okay. But her friend Aubrey, so the deal was, we all played, and I was like, Sadie, you want to go do it? We only have an hour for our side right. of the camp. It was like 700 kids at the camp. So yeah, yeah. our side's going to the rec lake and have an hour. We go and play on the slides and do other stuff. And I was like, hey, do you want to do it? You don't have to do it. It's fine. You know, she's like, no, just just give me some time. You know, so I took some time. Then she was like, I'm ready. So we walk over and get in line. And it takes forever because a kid has to jump to the back mm-hmm. side of it. And it's a, I want to call it a 20. And then you got to make your way down to the edge. I want to call it at least a 20-foot drop. 
maybe yeah. 25. I mean, it's a decent drop. It doesn't look like much from when you're down below, but when yeah. you get up there, you know, and so, yeah, you got to get down there, you fall into the big blob, and then you got to climb to the end of the blob, so it takes forever. And they have yeah, to train, it's you know. awkward, because it's like a big marshmallow. Right. So, climbing out of his kids and everything, so we're waiting there, and I'm like, oh, man, this time, this time's going to get us, and, and it's going to be bad, because she's... Right, my, she's my, got more time to ponder, kids, contemplate. Yeah, and I'm like this, too, but kids have expectations. Like, she's been thinking about this for a year. Yeah. Like, I could just see this going horribly what if wrong. Been- just like a little blop, like it was not what she expected. That'd be yeah. worse than it being amazing and really like scary. Uh, I don't know. I think she just needed to, I just wanted her to conquer it. Yeah, yeah. And then you can worry about the experience later. So sure enough, we're the next ones up. So Aubrey's going to go up and go jump on her own, climb to the end. Then Sadie's going to blob her and the climb to the end. Then I'm going to blob her. That was the plan. So. And then a bigger guy than you is going to blob you? No, nah, then I'll just roll off, basically. Seems like so. it would just be like a giant by the end. Like a huge <laughs> just sumo wrestler doing me. Like one of those <laughs> evolutionary charts, you know? Of yeah. The, you know, this guy, the, the <laughs> end of the guy is like a big mammoth, anyway. So, um, we they sure enough say, all right, that's it, kids. And say, turn around, big tears in her eyes. I'm just oh, like, no. oh, no, this won't do. So, I, I literally walk out. To the guy who's the head of the whole lake, yeah, like as a guy in charge. And you of said all this of girl's freaking out. We need to get her out of line. I said, look, I got a kid. <laughs> I got a kid who's been waiting to do this for a year. Yeah, and she didn't do it last year. And we're literally the next ones in line, and everyone's having to leave. And he's like, man, it's just, it's just three of us. I was like, he's like, man, go do it. Which probably made this whole story worse. Oh yeah, because now like everybody's leaving. It's just it's just us, right. and who knows who's watching? I don't know. So sure enough, at that point, the pressure's on, and she was already in tears walking away. I was like, no, no, we're doing it. So we climb up there. Aubrey goes up first, and and, and I can tell Aubrey's now. And Sadie the whole time is nervous about me launching her, but I know in my heart of hearts, she hasn't thought about the first jump. She's got to jump 20 feet first yeah, before yeah. I ever get to that point right. and then just sit there. That's going to be the easy part. No matter what happens, I'm just going to launch it, you know. Yeah. And so Aubrey climbs up there, and I can see she's getting nervous, you know, yeah. and she's a little, you know, a little. She's done a few more of those kinds of things. We did a zip line on the cruise, and they both did it. But it took Sadie to the second day to do mm-hmm. it because it's you know just takes her a while to build her nerve up. And so Aubrey's kind of holding on to the side, and they're like jump, and I can hear. And she had tweaked her ankle the day before a little bit, just a little bit playing soccer. Right. I can hear the guy saying, "No, go down on your bottom. There's a target. Go down on your bottom. Go on your bottom." And she's nervous, and she's kind of moving, and she's kind of. And finally, she just goes for it. Yeah. And goes down straight feet first. And uh-huh. Sadie's turning to me, going, "Daddy, I don't think I can do it." I think I'm going to get hurt. I said, no, no, you won't get hurt. Look at all the people doing it. Aubrey goes straight down, feet first, on her ankle, comes up, falls into the water, hits it, rolls off into the water, and comes up going, ow, ow, ow. And now Sadie turns and looks at me like, you lied to me, Daddy. <laughs> and I was like, no, you'll be fine. A, you can, and it's not going to. bare-faced She lie. gets up there. She's like, it was. It was a total bare-faced lie. And she gets up there, and, and she's like, I, I can't do it, you know. And at this point now, these poor people that let the last people yeah, go, right. I've drugged one kid up there yeah. who's who's basically in tears because she can't or doesn't want to do it. Yeah. And she feels bad and ashamed, which I hate and all those things. I got another kid in the water with a broken ankle possibly. And they're like, what did we let this joker do? So you're you know? like, I'm going to have to shove my daughter. Right. So I just took her and just launched her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. We climbed down. It was fine. But it was just. You didn't do the block. We didn't do it. Well, I mean, there's no time now. Like, you can't, if I could have had 15 minutes, maybe, talk her into so it. So now you got to wait another year. You know what? I think Nashville Shores has one of those. Really? I well, think, they do have that water park thing out in the lake now. Yeah. I think they have yeah. a blob, but I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad. I feel bad for Sadie. 
um, and, and Aubrey was fine. I thought it was going to be a great like. I'm sorry, it didn't happen. And she conquered the. And guys, isn't that just like our <laughs> lives? You know, expectations. Sometimes, sometimes you're, the, sometimes you're the blob. Sometimes you're the you're being launched, and sometimes you snap your ankle in yeah. front of other people. You had the expectation. Just she just needed to do the next thing. Just do the next thing. Like yeah. don't don't worry about. But she'll get to do it. She will. I was afraid of stuff like that for a long time. Well, I looked at her and said, honey, like there's there's 350 kids swimming in this lake right now. And like maybe one out of 30 even tried the blob today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that it's not a big deal. I mean, it's a big jump and it's not for everybody. I mean, this, other kids are standing around going, I ain't doing it. Like, you know, I mean, it's yeah. not. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. You whenever know? you're standing over the edge of something, it feels very unnatural. Oh, yeah. To be like, I'll jump off this. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Like cliff diving. I've done it. Yeah. Did you and I go together with young adults to... Rock Island? Rock probably? Island? Yeah, yeah. Did you jump off the big one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's it gets scarier, less scary each time because you know how deep the water... Like, I'm always afraid, like, I'll be the one that can touch bottom because it's really deep right under those yeah. waterfalls and stuff. And I'm always like, how deep does it go? They're like, jump far out because there are some, like, yeah. outlying rocks in those places. I'm like, jump out? Like, I'm not, I don't have, like, a great vertical... Right. Or horizontal. Like, I don't want to have a two-step directional process to remember while I'm trying not to die. Yeah. Just give me one step jump. And if I need to step out, if I, need, if I step two is jump out. But all the kids would be like, all the college kids would be like, you can't touch bottom on this. And I touched bottom. It wasn't like with force and I went feet first. Wow. But I touched bottom. I was Did like, you- well, I think I displace a little more. <laughs> like, there's a displacement. What was the name and of that movie? What was the name of that movie, The Abyss? Like you were down there seeing aliens and stuff. I was. It was. A, I found a pocket of <laughs> Ed Harris was there. Was he in that movie? Was it? Was he in that one or Deep Blue Sea or the No Deep Deep uh, Water Horizon? Deep Water. I don't know. Deep. I thought Ed Harris. Deep. I thought Ed Harris was in The Abyss. I don't know. Ed Harris is in the new Top Gun. All right. Which we talked about excited by the way, about the last that? podcast. Not seeing the trailer yet. I'm not as excited as my wife is. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, that's the movie. You, you need to listen because she tells the whole crazy story. Like, is there, yeah. Is there going to be like a goose thing where it's like, remember? Like he's the Mufasa now? Mufa- <laughs> he's giving him advice. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Edwards comes back. What's the actor who played Goose? What's his name? Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I know you know that. He's always in e- he was in ER, too. He was a, you know, he, I know he's he a went famous on to guy. Do cool things. Just because he's famous doesn't mean I know every, every actor it's out there. It's not like remembering the obscure guy because. Just he's, he's that was more, all he'd ever done. Maybe he's more obscure than than Tom Cruise. Yeah, we all are. Yeah, that's how I feel about this podcast. Like you, by the way, there's some great reviews out there right now. Some oh, that's great nice. reviews and for it's our all, podcast. Yeah, or just in general, and, and it's always like, what a great podcast, great conversation, deep topics. You know that Johnny W is so funny, <laughs> <laughs> and John does stuff too. That makes me laugh. You know what? I'm so sick of being your what's his name, Anthony, Anthony Edwards. You're, you're my goose. I'm goose. Yeah, yeah and you're. I'm a maverick. Maverick. Wow. I always wanted it. Actually, I think I'd rather be Goose. I just, what I would rather not do ever is to play shirtless volleyball with you. (laughs) If we can never do that as friends. Well, apparently Val Kilmer's in the movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I was thinking, apparently he had throat cancer or something. Oh, he's been through it. Like, he got real big. Yeah, he did get big. And then people are so, people are heartless, man. They are. Like, dude, they gained a little bit of weight, but I think he was in in chemo, probably. They treat Val Kilmer like you treat Mariah Carey when she makes a mistake. And I'm sick of it. I've never said anything about Mariah Carey's weight. No, but you talk about her. Look, that's what I'm saying, though. He, is this because Laura was on last week and she said I was too hard on Mariah Carey? 
She doesn't say that. She always she's think, going to laugh because she says I'm the one who always brings up Mariah Carey. When did, when was I hard? On, I'm trying to remember when I was hard. On. Oh, Whenever when she, she did the, that New Year's Eve thing. Well, she was lip syncing. But she's a legend who's done a thousand. But she's a legend for singing. Yeah, but give her a break. I just don't like. Don't accept the job. That's like saying Val Kilmer's no longer a legend in in the original Top Gun because he gained weight later in life. I'm making the comparison, bro. This is apples to apples right now. <laughs> apples. To, remember him in. So uh, he was Iceman, but wasn't there a character named Slider in the original Top Gun? <laughs> so Iceman melted. So he came. He could come back as like cheeseburger Slider, <laughs> like if he was still big. <laughs> That's so dumb. The. Uh, uh, did you see what was the movie Denzel Washington when he goes back in time to to stop the boat from blowing up in New Orleans? Oh, uh, Out of Time. I think it's called Out of Time. Is it? I don't know. It's Out of Time's the license plate on Back to the Future. I think it's called Out of Time. I think that you're crazy. No, it's not. It's called uh, Time. There's no way to know. <laughs> <laughs> There's no. Way. You got your phone. <laughs> God, I'm sorry, listeners. This is exactly... Do you guys have conversations like this with your friends? I hope so. It's Denzel... Fine. I use that in a sermon. I can, all I can tell you is about the movie that I've been in, which was uh, a little Christmas film called Believe. Bro, that, that movie changed... Did it? No. No. Um, Did I ever tell you when I went, because uh, they said you're going to be townsperson number one. That was my role. Deja vu. Oh, deja vu. What were you thinking? Out of time. Out of time is, is the a, worst name of a movie. There's a movie called Out of Time. I don't know. This is Deja Vu. That was a great movie. But Val Kilmer was in that movie, and that's the first time I saw him. When he was kind of... Like, bigger. It's like, wow. He, he was like a... Because he did the same oh, in so all fit. those movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He was so fit. an action hero. Yeah. And then he was not. So, which but, makes... I mean, it happens from middle does. age. That's what happened to me. I used to be... We don't know be... his health concerns. He's probably on a bunch of steroids. I was having to look through some... No, old... I mean, like, medical steroids, not like oh, okay. anabolic. Right, gotcha. He was having the roid rages. You know, I, I, I was... I looked back at old videos... Right. Uh, not that long ago when right. I was youth pastoring mm-hmm. and I had like a full head of hair right? and I looked fit and thin and yeah. I don't know, young. What happened to you? I, I don't know, man. It's like, this is my Val Kilmer in deja vu time right now, but your... my Top Gun is coming. You know what I'm saying? Is it? There'll be your a Top time. Gun 2. Top Gun 2. Yeah, yeah. Top Gun 1. Electric Boogaloo. Is over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You were telling a story about the Believe movie. I so mean. I don't know if I ever told you this, but they said, well. You're going to be a guy who's out of work. So the factory in this town closes down, and they don't know if they can afford to do the Christmas parade. That's, it's like a Hallmark. It's like kind they of wrote movie. your life, though. That's a scenario I could that think That really of. happens. Yeah. like, yeah. I worked at the Ford plant. Everybody knew that. Uh, no. So it's like a Bruce Springsteen song, except there's no happy chorus to wrap it back around. <laughs> it's just like, no, your dad just lost his job. <laughs> uh, but so they said, well, I said, I don't know what to bring. They said, well, you're just going to be this. It's like, I need to bring clothes. So I went to Goodwill to find like some like flannels plaid flannel i was gonna wear my jeans and like work boots and then i had my like a little i had like a leather jacket that was like gray with like a little sports stripe on it and i was like well i'll wear that i saw i wore that to the thing and i had like hangers with those plaid shirts on it and i hung them up in the little green room and the lady shows up and she goes um are you ready to to go and i go i just need to i needed to know like which one of these should I change into? I brought some options. She goes, what you're wearing now is great. <laughs> and that's when I realized that I dress like an out-of-work factory worker without meaning to. Yeah, Johnny. That's kind of a weird that's kind of a weird thing to know about yourself. I never would have known that. Yeah. They're like, this is, don't lose this feel. <laughs> well, you I were can just... feel, you could feel the desperation coming off my outfit, evidently. Were you just telling me that before we started recording that you found a shirt that you wore in 2012 and you wore it in the I show? I was excited because I've lost a little weight and I'm like, yeah. and I was like, Johnny, cool. 
it's you're like, get a new, almost 2020. Get a new it may be time. And you're like, nope. <laughs> it's not like it was a, you know, whatever, big dog shirt. shirt or like a shirt that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what, what would be dated from 2012. <laughs> it wasn't like I found some Zubas that I fit into. Z Cavarici. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that. <laughs> uh, what was the, oh, the, uh, what's the jacket with the club? Well, how was it called? Oh, members only. Yeah, members only. It wasn't only like, jacket. Yeah, I can't believe I can fit in this member. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you are though in the movie that's great no you look fine yeah no don't you gotta please wear that jacket I can't believe you wear makeup yeah you're, you're like I, I'm not I did this is, <laughs> you look I like just... how you got those dark oily marks on your face you're like oh, this is just my <laughs> this is my skin it's not it's not good dude there. when I did that Nashville Today show I yeah. was shocked how shiny my head was I mean shocked well yeah even in the screen grab of it I was like man that wow. is a, that's a lot of light it was like, there. you know, when you ever see somebody pull one of those bowling balls out of the machine at the bowling alley, uh-huh. and they're like, wow, those things really work. <laughs> it, the, was, it was kind of like, it was like machine. The, the other hosts of the show were like tanning you know, on top of my head. It was yeah. like, I was like one of those reflective things. Didn't they come in with some powder or anything? So or the, the things I read in the writer that they, or the contract, whatever said that we don't provide makeup. If you want that, you do it yourself. And yeah. I'm sorry. My vanity says no. Right. Like, what am I going to do? Go in there. It's just me and my daughter and start powdering my head. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not she, there you yet. You think she can never look you know. at you the same way again. Right. So, so instead, you got a shiny head. Well, I didn't know it was going to be that shiny. I might have powdered my head if I'd have known. It's a shiny head. Instead, well, I the just, light's directly over it, so it's just oh, like a, man. Yeah, but if so if you guys haven't seen that, uh, <laughs> go do it and then feel sorry for me and buy my book. And then so, go to Netflix and watch Believe. Yeah. And you can see my one line. What was the line again? person number one. Mr. Payton, uh, can you give me a job? That was fine. Wow. And he said? He just walks away. Wow. Yeah. Mm. He can't. Because everybody's like clamoring. It's like a, outside the courtroom scene where everybody's like, rawr, rawr. Yeah. They're all upset. Were they dogs? <laughs> rawr, rawr. Yeah. That was their line. <laughs> it's easy to remember. Rawr, rawr, raggy. Dogs were attacking. I'm like, hey, when you get done with this dog attack, can we look at my employment? Okay. Have a look at my resume. Speaking of dog attack, I told you about you know, the new puppy. Yeah. Ace, who is... Uh, How'd you come up with Ace? What's that about? Uh, volleyball. Is that a family name? Volleyball. Oh. Ace, you know, so it's perfect for Sadie for volleyball. It's perfect serve. Yeah. So, um, and I've heard he's been serving up some stuff all over your oh, kitchen floor. He is. He is. So I was at camp. I came home on Wednesday. Um, had a, we had a great time. Got yeah. home at 1230. Laura flew out to Vancouver on Tuesday. Yeah. And I then got, got dropped everything off, changed bags, and went to the airport and flew to Dallas and then we were all flew home last night. My flight. Did I, did I tell you? Did I say this yet? What happened to me last night? You told me at lunch. I haven't said this to the. To, you had the nightmare airports. Yeah, we were that. supposed to fly. Me and Andrew were supposed to fly out at eight thirty to come home. We had a, an elder forum thing down at Watermark Church. We're on the airplane. I normally fly Southwest. Andrew had some points, whatever, with the church, and we flew American. Oh, don't I, do it, American. I don't mean. To, I don't mean to besmirch. Yes. Did you say besmirch? Yeah. Wow. That was awesome. You're getting ready to besmirch and impugn. Impugn, an impugn would have been a word I, I think I would have used. And I don't want to impugn. You don't want to besmirch their character? What I can do is elevate and say that I really like Southwest. I can Thank say you. that. I, I, without, being, without going negative and dark towards another business, I can just say right. I have always preferred Southwest when I have to fly. So we get on a plane, Johnny, and it was a big plane. I told you. Yeah. Andrew would know the name of it because he's an airplane you know, freak, nerd. Um, sorry, Andrew. But it had like a bathroom in the middle of the of the 
Like you walk down, there's a bathroom. There's right walls around the it, though, right? No, 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 just a toilet That's right there. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> so any what seat am I in? Number two. <laughs> just head back, and uh... <laughs> it's too easy, guys. Too easy. So we're kind of in the back of the plane. We sit down, and Andrew, by the way, if you, you know, like he he will always be the last one on the plane. Yeah, he's like, I'm not gonna, I don't see any reason to go sit. My seat's already. Reserved. I have a seat number. Yeah. So, and I don't understand why they don't load from the back forward. I can't figure that out either. Why or load? from window to aisle? Yeah. Why, why are least, we? That way we don't have to climb over people. Why don't you just? Why don't you call the groups in the reverse order? It's because they want to board their first class people because they feel like that way you have to. You get on first. You want to. You get to walk past them. Yeah, but the rest of us, like okay. Brian Regan, has that great yeah. bit where he's like the person's looking up for their laptop. I'm making, making money, money right, right now. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Think about your choices, pal. As you walk past them, <laughs> close the curtain. Yeah. Uh, well, you could put them on first and yeah. then put the people in the back anyway. Yeah. But the point is we sit down and we're going to be home by 1030. I'm getting home at 1030. My wife flies home at 1050. We already got a car at the airport. It's a perfect crime. Like we were going to drive home together. Everything was great. All of a sudden he comes on. This is your captain speaking. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, they know. there they know. is a mechanical issue. Apparently one of the engines is leaking. That's no good. Yeah, it was like, I'm wow. not a pilot. So but that's we got not... the, we got the crew coming out right now, I'm, and I look at Andrew, was like, oh my gosh, like you know, we both were like, well, that's not something you come bring a wrench. No, I got it done. You know, like a leaking airplane engine, just not you know, it's not yeah. okay. So I'm thinking, man, and and so okay, he says comes back on. We wait forever. He's like, all right, we're waiting another plane. Then they finally get another plane. They and they they deboard us and they literally walk us to another gate and start putting us on the other plane. We had to wait a little while. We get on that plane. Yeah. It's like, okay, awesome. Same kind of plane, same seats. Um, sit down. We're the last ones on again. Yeah, you know. Sure enough, he comes on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Uh, I had to be the bearer of bad news again. Uh, so they told us that they had already had this plane ready, but we can't even find the maintenance log. And now apparently there is maintenance that needs to be done. To the we plane. can't find the keys. And, <laughs> and it was like, uh, and he said, he, you could tell he was frustrated. He was like, they told me this was ready. I'm sorry, you guys are doing the best we can. He goes, here's the deal, though. Your flight attendant crew has been flying all day and they're about to meet their their limit. You know, because they have right. a limit, they're allowed to be in the air or yeah. whatever. Of course, I'm thinking like, I don't mean to be disrespectful of flight attendants, but I'm thinking, he said, me and the co-pilot, me and the co-pilot, we're fine. You know, we're still within the hours or whatever. Yeah. I know as a bus driver, I can't drive more than 10 hours. I don't know what it is for them to fly. But the deal is, I'm thinking, does it really matter if the flight attendants are that, they're going to spill a drink on me or something? Well, they're some, still For evacuation, still yeah. yeah, they're working, but I, I'm not, I'm, again, yeah, I'm not trying to. if there's an emergency, to, they got to be alert. I'm not trying to You're like, I'll get them, a cup, get them a cup of coffee. Yeah, like, it's okay, guys. Y'all sit down next to us. We're all tired. Let's just go home. We're going to get so many angry messages from I'm flight sorry, attendants. I'm sorry, guys. I just didn't know. I think the flight attendants would have preferred if it's like, yeah. look, it's okay if you if you spill the peanuts on me or whatever. Like, it's fine. We're How just, do you spill the peanuts? I don't know. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to find all the scenarios in which a really tired flight attendant who probably <laughs> lives in Nashville and wants to go home. You know, that's yeah. the end destination. Like, let them go home, guys. So how late did you get back? So, they we sit there. Third plane. They deplane us again. We wait two hours. They wait for another flight crew. We get on the plane. It's supposed to leave at eight thirty. We left at twelve thirty-five. Yeah. I got into Nashville at two thirty a.m. Got home and slept. Had to get up at seven. We had a volleyball practice, so a little bit tired. But if I would have been the captain, though, yeah, when we got on the third plane, 
I would have come on and just said it, it was a great opportunity to just like totally get everybody. It'd be something like, "Ladies oh, and gentlemen, right. I hate to be the ladies bear. and gentlemen, this and is I'm not. I hate yeah, to be the bear. Bad news yeah. again, but uh, we have somehow boarded a boat. Yeah, I don't know how it happened. They they told me that this was so we're going to have to figure it out. I don't know. Wait for a flood. You know, I mean, we're going to connect in Guam for right. some reason. I don't know why, but that's <laughs> what, what, the, something, that's what yeah. the chart says. This, ladies, this is a bus, and I don't know what's happening. Yeah. But he didn't do that. Um, he missed a golden opportunity. Southwest has the fun. Yeah. And it's a little too far sometimes. Well, they make fun they'll of the sing, safety regulations. They'll sing little stuff. songs. Yeah. And you're supposed to clap. And I'm like, here. I wanted to do a skit about that, about how, like, if the, they start having turbulence, they've got a song for that. And you're like, this is serious. <laughs> like an engine goes out and then, the engine's out. And they got a thing and they're trying to make it light. That's in their training. You're like, the engine is out? <laughs> We're all gonna die. We're yeah, all gonna so die. Sweet. Sing it with me. Yeah, um, yeah. That's it's, I mean, it's air travel, so it's it's dangerous. It is dangerous, and I was happy to not fly on a airplane with a leaky engine. Although I was tired yeah, enough that I would have tried it. I thought, well, surely the other couple engines would hold us up here, but I don't really know anything about it. So no. But uh, so yeah, running a little. I know you do this kind of stuff all the time. No, I think about it though, and I'm. But Andrew and I both travel quite a bit. He goes, I've never been deplaned twice. Like in, in in one trip, that was crazy. That was that was a crazy. Thing, yeah, so. yeah. After that, you're just like, this ain't my day. And I was one of the. Do you become like an irate customer? Like what I wanted to do, not to them, yeah, but to corporate. Because hey, guys, when we got on the second plane, that's when y'all made the mistake. Like you should have known that yeah. whether it had been serviced or not, and we had a very short window that the flight attendants we had could have gone. Like the fact that you called that out, somebody missed something. This and feels I, like an angry and tweet I, at the airline. Now. I want to get a certificate or something. Like you know, what I'm saying then I start. That's when they entitled an the, extra bag of peanuts. yeah. Like I, no, I want you to pay for me another flight to Hawaii or something. Dude, like I, I begin to making demands. Nobody but, likes hearing everyone's like horror. Like. Then we sat on the runway for 45 minutes. I know, minutes. it sounds so... It sounds very intolerable. I'm but sorry, I, it's a bad, And I'm sorry you didn't get any sleep. Have I ever told you Marty's story? No. Like we, we had him on, and I forgot to have him tell the story, but it's just such a funny, like, Marty reaction. So he did a show in Dallas, Texas with our friend Jason Earls. Yeah. Who you know. He's a comic, and he, at that time he was on staff at a church. So Marty did a show at, at Jason's church, and they did a comedy show together. Jason oversleeps to take Marty there. I'll take you. Don't get an Uber. I'll take you to the airport. Jason oversleeps. Mm. He comes in, shakes my He's like, "We got to go." They're running. I mean, they gun it. It's Dallas, so it's traffic. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. They're not going to make the flight. Marty jumps at the thing, grabs his bag. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Runs in the airport, gets through security, gets to the gate. They're closing the door. Somehow, he convinced them to open the door for him again, which they don't do. No, they won't. But he was just like, I mean, he heard him calling his name, and they're like, "Ah, oh, Marty's in." The-. They open the door for him. He gets on the plane. <laughs> he sits down. He's sweating. He's sweating. And then he realizes, I've left my computer at the checkpoint. <laughs> and they're making an announcement as he's walking down the jetway. This was, so this was before he sat down. Marty, if you've left a computer, and he's like, that's my computer. You know, They didn't say his name, but it's like, that's my computer. But he realizes, now I can't go ask him to open the door again. Wow. So he just gets on the plane. He's like, I'll figure it out. The pilot somehow was also running behind and somehow figured it out that it was somebody that was on... He walks up the jet and gets, he hands Marty, who's in one of the front rows, hands Marty his laptop, and then he gets in the cockpit. The pilot brought Marty his computer. Wow. And then the guy sitting next to Marty goes, this is crazy. It's like, this is your lucky day. And Marty goes, 
this plane's going down. <laughs> like, it's my time. Yeah. Like, there's no way all those things could conspire right. to happen. Like, we're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everything you would see in a movie God, to happen great. to perfectly put you in the spot where oh, the angel of gosh. death comes for you. Oh, my God. But yeah, that's what, if, so yeah, if you're ever on a plane, it's like all these things, like, get off the plane. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. No, yeah, we, we were, I always think that, like, hey, you know, stay, even like, uh, traffic jam and other things like yeah. there are often things happen that we were late and i will come up on an accident that obviously happened pretty close to about the time i would have been going through there right you know um not that I, I, theologically i don't know what to do with whether god protected me and not right. that person I mean, yeah, i'm not tough. saying i don't know I, I can't i can't speak to any of that you know um but you just never know what a delay or what a change you know and those kinds of things you needed to be you needed to only have three hours sleep today. yeah for some Something. reason, I haven't figured it out yet <laughs> as of right now. But uh, I always think that too when somebody's like somehow like encouragement, spirituality. Like I always, I got into this thing where like people would, I started noticing it more, especially when I was on staff here and I was getting really involved. And I was just like, I'd notice these people in my life that would, no matter what you said, they would try to act like it was like a grace mindset gone wrong. That was almost like you'd say, like, oh, what'd you do today? I slept till one. They'd be like, you must have needed it. You must have needed 14 hours of of sleep. And they'd be like, well, then what are you going to do today? I had like a whole, like a large pizza for lunch. Man, you must have needed those 5,000 calories. You must have needed. And then I hit a guy in the parking lot. Well, it was dark and there's so many people. Anyway, <laughs> like you, there's a line. There's got to be a line somewhere. So you challenge someone. I'm like, right. maybe you need to clean it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's funny you say that because, you know, we were at Watermark in an elder forum and so much about everything we talk about is whether or not you're honest yeah. with the people around you. It's crazy. They talk so much about um, admonishment and just being comfortable with uncomfortable conversations being yeah. a part of life. And when you both agree to the right part of it, that that's, that's the where, that's where the gospel like becomes real mm-hmm. and comes out of theory and into practice. If you don't have that, then how can... All the scriptures about admonishment and correction, and you see someone who uh, is is in error, and you can gently pull them to a better path, is what it says. Yeah. Those of you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness, is what it says. Well, how can you do that if none of us are ever able? We have no context to ever actually have conversations like that. Like that's not expected. So when we have them, we're just absolutely offended. Yeah. You know, everybody's my business on this thing. So they they've taught us a lot about. Um, you know, imitating people who live that way. So the elders, there's five guys, you know, it's, it's the pastor who's one of the elders and then four guys who are, who are, they work other jobs and stuff, yeah. but they work 10 to 20 hours a week at the church. I mean, they're mm-hmm. basically like pastors as well, which is such a great example to the people of the church who also work and all those things. They're just all involved. They're very invested in, in the, what's happening there in that community in the kingdom. And so I wasn't in the room. I was outside talking to somebody else at the moment, but um, Andrew said, I could tell in one of our first sessions that they were a little frustrated. Yeah. Like one of the guys was frustrated with somebody else, like on the stage. And they're talking to a room full of guys and pastors who were trying to implement eldership. And so we had a lunch break and they came back after lunch break and basically dealt with it together on the stage unplanned. Like, oh, wow. Like, hey, you know, so I don't know if y'all noticed. And the guys were like, yeah, we did notice. But, you know, I was really offended when he said that. I mean, <laughs> these guys are in a group together. I mean, they've been living yeah. together in, in community for like 20 years. 
They're like, this is normal for us. So, you know, and the other guy says, I had no idea. I even said something that did offend. And so instead of letting it go and mm-hmm. quote unquote manning up, you know, right. It was like, no, we need to, we need to resolve I don't, this. That doesn't always mean sweeping things under the rug. Yeah. Like it's harder to be a man of God or a woman of God. It takes more courage to address it. Especially a guy like me that is, um, I lean into confrontation because I need resolution. Yeah. I don't necessarily, you know, but it's not always from a healthy place. It's because I don't want to be at odds with people. Yeah. Because I'm a people pleaser. That's something I'm really recovering from. I want the praise of man and, and the approval of man is a big deal. Yeah. And some of it's not just about approval. It's like, I want to feel like everything's okay, even if it's not. So that right. that can lead to unhealthy things when you're like, we're good, we're good, we're good, right? We're yeah. good. And then it's almost like if you ever see somebody that has something on their face, yep. they're eating and you're like, they're like, you're like, you have something on it. And then they go, did I get it? And you're like, no, now it's on the other side. You moved it. <laughs> they're like, did I get it? You're like, no, no, it's up by your nose. Did I get it? And finally you're like, yeah, yeah. you got it. <laughs> right. Because you're just done. It's just too much trouble. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's exactly. And they, you know, I think having, I feel, I feel like now, and I've said it before, I just think it's so key. I told the kids, by the way, at camp, we're talking, I have basically three 11 yeah. slash 12 year olds and we're just a small little group. We went to kind of try out this camp and we would meet and the camp was great. The speaker was great. And, and the presentation of what the gospel means was great. Mm-hmm. Like it was really good. And I said to them. Guys, I think the thing that's hard that no one's really talking to adults, much less children, about is I was like, do you guys do you guys enjoy having friends? Like, how important to that is important to you is that they're like, oh, it's everything, you know. That, that's that's right. life. I was like, did you know that the reason you feel that way is because that's the way God created you, but not just to have friends that make you feel good about life. But what will make you feel good about life is when you are living this biblical, and I just started tying this, what that message is you're hearing about Jesus forgiving you. We talk about sin and all they hear is don't think bad thoughts, don't say bad words. It's everything. Don't, 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 don't. They don't really know what to do except go to church, you know, and do their devotions and pray. And and it's, it's all things that are very checkboxy and they're not, they never feel like they do enough kind of thing. Give money, you know, those kinds of things. It's like, no, I mean, the thing that you really do, if you start looking at the new Testament through the lens of acts chapter two, uh, 42 through 47 in particular, and the way they live together, mm-hmm. if that's your lens and you begin reading first, like first Thessalonians is all encouragement. Paul's like, look, we couldn't take it anymore. We just wanted to be near to you so that we can mutually encourage one another and yeah. sharpen one another. And and the enemy has has um, hindered us. So we finally sent Timothy because we had to know how you're doing because we wanted to come and we wanted to fill up something that was lacking in your faith. It wasn't a it wasn't a dig. It was we we know that the best life we have to live is that when you're encouraging us and teaching us and we're encouraging you and teaching you and that's how we live. So it brings, and, and how many times does Paul say it? Our hearts are like overjoyed by that. Yeah. That's what brings us joy. We, most Christians have a joyless Christianity. They have friends they go downtown with and have fun with, and they have church friends that they go to church with. And they don't realize that the reason you want to go out with friends is because God put that inside of you. But where, but those friendships often don't last. They, they just don't. Some, there's a falling out all the time, but yeah. God's friendships are almost foolproof from that because there's no expectation that we won't have an uncomfortable moment when you really begin to live it out and, and sharpen and, and share. And so we went around the circle. Remember this in youth group? We used to do this. Mm-hmm. And we would do the overdrive retreats. Overdrive was our leadership team. And 
we would at the end of the, at the end of it say, okay, guys, here's what I want you to do. It's going to take a while. Each one of you, we want you to say something that you like about everybody in the circle kind of thing. We're going to, I, I think it got so big. I couldn't do it with everybody, but yeah, you'd say the person on your left or right. Yeah. Yeah. But we'd all, what I do, or I do it if it was a smaller group, I'd be like, Hey, we're all going to encourage Johnny now. Like, I want you to say something no, about I remember Johnny. This. I remember this because I remember we were doing, like, whoever's on your left or right. And I remember thinking, well, this is interesting. And I remember this will be good for these kids, <laughs> you know. And then when it got to, like, I knew I was next. Yeah. And uh, I remember, like, really feeling lifted up. Oh, gosh, yeah. By what, and I was like, this was surprising. Because I'm, like, a cynical person. So I was like, okay, I see what's happening here. They're gonna, He's going to have to cajole them into saying these things and it's not going to mean anything because he had yeah. to he had to uh you know kind of if artificially construe right. this it wasn't scenario. organic so it doesn't count right. right and then i was like immediately like wow because they said what they really felt yeah and so it was even though you you laid the groundwork for them to do it it was almost like a eulogy before the funeral you know yeah. like you never hear the good things about yourself normally we we insulate ourselves yeah so it's like it was able, you were able to hear that, oh, wow, that person thinks that about me. And I'm a grown man, like, this is so touching. Like, I was like, I was surprised by how touch, touch oh, I was. Oh, gosh. And just yeah. with kids, even who can't necessarily, I mean, little kids right. have more trouble articulating those things. Yeah. It was amazing. And it was, and the deal was, hey, this is what it's supposed to be. And they were all beaming afterwards. And they were yeah. kind of eye rolling when we started. Right, right. And I was got, probably too. Yeah. And, and the stuff that they said to me, you yeah. know, um, and hearing them search for the words, and so uh, was by the way, Sadie wanted to call it because she doesn't necessarily understand the expression very well. But she's like, "Ooh, because like, we should call this something, you know, encouragement circle." And she's like, "Oh, let's call it the kill it with kindness circle." Oh wow! And I was like, "Well, yeah. kill it with kindness means that somebody's being mean to you and you're being nice back to them, you know." Yeah. And so uh, they they did that. I was like, "Guys, now listen, you need to understand something. The reason this feels good is not just because it feels good. That's being, that's making disciples. This is what this is what disciples do." Yeah, it's not the only thing they do, but it's a big part of what they do. How many go go read the New Testament? How many times to say encourage one another with this? Encourage one another. Encourage one another. Not just what you're good at, but mm-hmm. with the godly things that are a part of your attribute and your personality and where he's developed. This is where I see God doing stuff in you. Yeah, you know, I'm encouraging. I'm calling that out. And so the next night they wanted to do it again. Like they were so. Oh, can we do it again? I was like, well, guys, you're probably going to say the same things you said last night. I was like, so how about this? Why don't you come with one word? Which is way harder, by the way. Yeah. Come with one word for each one. And it was so like brave, you know, or thoughtful or, you know, they just, they had, and they, and it happened again. And for me, Christianity is supposed to, it was always supposed to, this is not new. This is old. What we're doing is new. The, the snarky kind of isolated faith we have, that's new. Yeah. And we're getting a new result that the body of believers throughout history didn't always get. Like, there's a reason that it fulfilled their lives and we miss out on some of that mm-hmm. because the proving ground for the, the faith, it's all theoretical if it's not lived out with people. I mean, it's from the get-go what Jesus did with his own disciples. It's what he said. It's so like replete and explicit in scripture. And we literally find a way. Dude, Dallas Willard's treatment of the Beatitudes will blow your mind where he's like, the Beatitudes are about breaking down social structures Mm -hmm. and they understood that it wasn't blessed are the poor in spirit we take that we preach it like it's another checkbox a way to get good 
uh, to, to get on God's good side by acting super humble all the time. That's not what it meant at all. He was saying everybody who's lo- who, who's completely spiritually bankrupt, you're going to be blessed because Jesus grants you access to him. And the kingdom of heaven is not just a place. He's here. Like you are blessed because he's here. I'm here with you. Yeah. Like it's, you've been granted this free gift. And so rejoicing and living out. He said, but we found a way. Like we found a way to make it about us and to make it a law, basically, where now it's about still this rubric where one guy is, is more worthy than another because yeah. he's poor in spirit or because but he I'm hungers meek, and so thirsts. I'm going to inherit the earth. Right. You, you, and so meek, it's like, no, I mean, blessed are those, and he yeah. breaks that down. Same thing with this. We have found a way to make scripture about me and Jesus and my ability to intellectually engage or study or devote or be pious or attend or to achieve in, you know, and it's like, wow, we found a way to skip the best part. Like the best part is encouraging and sharpening one another. Mm-hmm. Because when you encourage me, I, dude, I'm honestly saying that I'm looking you in the eyes and saying this. I don't think there's a thing you could say to me that would be hard to hear that I wouldn't take to heart. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, how dare you? Like, I feel encouraged. I feel supported. Are we getting ready to go around the circle? Bro, I want you it's right now. a weird now, circle. I want you to tell me something that's wrong about no, it. <laughs> <laughs> My mom used to on Thanksgiving, she'd be like, before we eat, we're all dying. It's like 3 p.m. <laughs> I know, it's so late. You're so starving. Before we eat, I want everybody to go around the room. And we ran a group home, so it's 40 of us. Oh, wow. We're going to go around the room and say something we're thankful for. It really was Thanksgiving dinner. I'm like, I am, I'd be so thankful if we had started this at 11 a.m. <laughs> you I probably really some, did say it, didn't you? I want some turkey right now. <laughs> or someone's going down. But, yeah. That's hilarious. I, used to, I went to Thanksgiving. Uh, You've been, yeah. And Christmas. Back in the day. Yeah, man. Yeah, I still go back for Christmas, and uh, we opened, you know, all the guys at my, this is, my, my mother founded a ministry for uh, mentally ill folks when I was a little boy, and my brother still runs that. So it's in like, it's 36th year. So they house and care for about 30 clients yeah. in Fountain City near Knoxville, Tennessee. And yeah, so we, and Christmas is a huge thing, because it's like, I mean, hundreds of presents. So it's like piled up. We take this big photo every year of like all these presents. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, Thanksgiving, my mom, you know, she was all about gratitude. That was her deal always. Yeah. And uh, so I kind of grew up with that. Like we always got something to be grateful for. And you're going to go around the room and say it. And you're going to say it. Or you're not going to eat. (laughs) 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 That's funny. You know what, listeners? We're grateful for you. We are. We are. For real. Not like because John made me say it. Right. No, I'm not, I did not make Johnny say that. I did not no. hold food uh, away from him. The truth is, by the way, um, and I wanted to say this, like, I pray about the podcast. And I'm yeah. really grateful to God that that we continue to have people give us feedback. There are some amazing things that I probably couldn't share about people who said, you know, I used to, I used to kind of have a hard line thinking about this or that. And just hearing two dudes talk reasonably, and that's what we're yeah. trying to do, or try to have, you know, to say we don't know, or to say maybe there's another side to things, you yeah. know. And, and There's a lot of we don't know. Right. And, but it's, it's been helpful for them, and then that they have fun doing it. And I'm really grateful to God for that. I'm grateful to God for yeah. uh, opportunity, because who are we, you know, I mean... We're just, it's just something that we get to do. And so that's, that's fun. Uh, but I did look today and we're actually already, this will come out while July is still in play. And at this moment, um, we've already beat the largest download month we ever had by a lot. We're killing the game. Yeah. So I'm grateful. I am. I, we, we ask uh, to reach more people and that's a lot because dude, there's some incredible 
um, reviews. People are writing things. Would you say we're influencers yet? Well, I mean, I don't know if I guess you influence anybody, you know. But I don't think you put that in your bio. That's like humorist. Or... Can I be? Here's what I want from my bio. Thought leader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Thought leader is a red flag for Im- me. Imagineer. Or, oh, you know, no. Yeah. Isn't that what the Disney people used to call themselves? Uh, the Imagineers? Maybe. I think, I think they did. Yeah, we yeah. stole that from Disney? Now yeah. the church people do it? I don't, yeah. Pastors call themselves Imagineers? Surely not. I don't know. That's not right. I don't know. I did think of a term I'm going to use for the marriage conference, by the way. Um, it's called claranoia. <laughs> and claranoia is don't be paranoid, yeah. but kind of be paranoid about making sure you clarify. So if something happens instead of letting it go, when a simple clarification. Well, I thought it was going to be like clairvoyant. Like no, no, you're no, paranoid no. about something that's going to happen that no. you foresee. Don't be paranoid, but if you could use good words in a good tone within the boundaries of communication to clarify, you could probably. Cause Proverbs right. says that the... Let me that, make sure this didn't offend yeah, you. At the beginning of strife, is like the letting out of water, so abandon yeah. the quarrel before it breaks out, because I just have water damage in my house, and I can tell you once yeah. it's there, you're not getting it back. So sometimes our arguments in marriage, if you just don't let it start, yeah. you could probably, a little clarification up front, a little claranoia, <laughs> it might be a little extra step for some That's people. That's a book right there, man. There you go, man. Claranoia. So, yeah. I wonder if anybody... <laughs> Who said I'm claranoid? <laughs> Clarence. He lied. He lied. And we know you're not lying, listener. Whenever you said you liked us on uh, all the social media, so you should Do follow it. Johnny. Johnny, by the way, we said last, we we gave you a, a call out last oh. week, to, a shout out. Some might a call, call out. out. The kids are saying shout out these days. <laughs> um, that uh, you obviously had been pirated and hacked and stolen. Oh, it hurt my feelings. And so you are relaunching. I had to your start my Instagram over. Instagram. So go follow Johnny on Instagram. Help me build it back up because yep. I got a lot of good stuff coming for you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and go leave those reviews and share with somebody. And uh, man, we will always. It's such a great honor to get to do it, and we we'll look forward to doing it next time on Talk About That. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Beckett Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.